right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pursuit of Relentless podcast. Today, I have PJ Riley in the house, and I'm super pumped to have him here. We met through Arte and uh, look forward to meeting each other in person in Nashville at the event. That'll be super fun. But PJ, just tell people what you do and how you got into business. Yeah. So, I mean, I've tried to, I've tried a lot of different things. I mean, we, we let's go back a little bit further. Sure. Let's start a little bit before what I currently do now. Yeah. Let's kind of set the stage a little bit. All right. So grew up in the military. We lived all over the world. You know, my dad was in the military. We would bounce around maybe every two years to a new country, a new city. And we lived all over the place, places where you'd you know walk out the door and nobody spoke English. Nobody looked anything like you. Um, just a lot of different kinds of cultures, places, big cities, small towns. Uh, landed in Colorado. So I, I started high school here um, and, and college. Uh, got out of both. Got out of both. So, so, so they have a list. I made the dean's list in both high school and college. Um, but not the dean's list you're thinking about. So the dean has two lists, right? I'm sure you've heard this before. The dean has two lists. The one where they're thinking about kicking you out of school and the one where you're really doing good. I made the first one, right? So I got out of both high school and college with a 2.0. Oh, 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 oh. So like just the bare minimum to get out of, of both of those things. But I did get out. So um, so from there, you know, I mean, there weren't a lot of options for a guy with a 2.0 out of fresh out of college, no job experience. You know, you don't have a great GPA or your transcripts don't look so hot. So, um, you know, I bounced around from a ton of different entrepreneurial endeavors. Uh, I did insurance sales. Um, I was a personal trainer. I was a professional fighter for cool. quite a while. Um, I tried a company, we started this company. So a buddy of mine gets pulled over, right? Gets pulled over and he has a, a ticket that he never paid. So the, the cop arrests him. They're like, you never paid this speeding ticket. You got to go to jail. So they take him to jail. He gets out the next day. He's like, man, we got to fix this. There's gotta be a better way. You know, I got plenty of money. I could have paid my ticket right there. I just kind of forgot. So we're like, we get this idea. We're going to put credit card readers into police cars, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to start this company where we're putting credit card readers into police cars. So we get these big vendors. I mean, this takes a lot of work. Don't get, it's not like an overnight thing. It's like no. a really bizarre idea. Yeah, totally. And it's like this super bizarre idea. So we're like, all right, we need to contact every police department. So I did that. I contacted every police department in the country, um, every uh, city manager, city clerk, all kinds of people. Um, and uh, we got these big vendors, you know, big banks that everybody has heard of today. I'm not going to mention their names, but they were all on board with this idea. Um, unfortunately, uh, most police departments don't want their officers, you know, giving you a receipt and swiping credit cards. And I completely understand, you know, their jobs are dangerous enough to where they shouldn't be having to, uh, you know, uh, run credit cards and, you know, um, give receipts to the customer, the, the person who just got done speeding. So it didn't work out. That's why we're not talking about my awesome mm -hmm. credit card business. Uh, I did direct sales for, for quite a while too. Um, after that, you know, I was, I was at a job and my, my boss actually, he's like, uh, man, you're a real entrepreneurial guy. Why don't you ever, why don't you buy real estate uh, in the city of Detroit, right? City of Detroit was kind of falling apart at the time. Maybe it still is, honestly, I don't know. Uh, he's like, you can buy houses for a buck, $1 and you what? can buy a house. So I looked into it. I'm like a dollar and I looked online and there were houses listed for a dollar. So I was like, okay, cool. I got like 10 bucks so I can do it. I can buy like 10 houses. So 
anyway, I, I go online, you go to the place where you go to look up anything, right? If you want to fix a toilet, you want to change, I don't know, fix something in your house, go to YouTube, right? Yeah. Car's not starting, got to go to YouTube. So I go to YouTube to find out how to buy a house in Detroit for $1. And uh, so I go on there and it's not, it's not nearly as easy as you think. You buy this house for a buck, right? Or 10 bucks or a thousand bucks, really low numbers. And you put all your, your dishwasher and your, your, uh, you know, your microwave and all the cool things in the house. That house is gutted by midnight that night. The, 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 the neighbors are, not, oh yeah, they're going to rip, they're going to take all the, the, the uh, uh, copper wiring out of the house. They're literally going to clean that house up by the end of that night, unless you're standing there with a gun. Uh, and a lot of times they have guns too. So, uh, you know, you better, you better have a lot. Anyway, crazy long story short, while during my search for this dollar house in Detroit, I see a video of a guy talking about buying and selling vacant land. And I was like, Whoa, that's super interesting. I've always kind of wanted to own land. That'd be cool. Um, and I had, so, so, so what I did was I, I watched this video. And I get about halfway through the video and just like any other entrepreneur, I'm like, I know enough. I know enough from the video. I watched half of it. I can jump on this myself. So I go to Zillow. I find a guy and he's selling two properties that are $1,500. Sorry, they're, they are $1,100 each. Okay, $1,100 each for these two little tiny lots about two hours south of me. So I'm like, all right, cool. I have 1100 bucks, crazy enough because of my direct sales business. I had just gotten cash a few days before. It was like, it was about 1100 bucks. I was like, wow, what a, what a coincidence. And I was like, wait a minute. You don't pay for retail price for these. I watched half that video. You lowball. You give them a lower amount. So I'm like, I contact this guy and he say, you have two properties for 1100 bucks each. What if I gave you 1100 bucks for both of the properties? Here's me thinking I'm making my... This is a huge business transaction. Like I'm, I'm, you know, driving a hard bargain here. And, and he's like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> cool. So what do I do now? Right. So I, like, ah, I mean, what do we, what do I do? Really? I had no idea where to go from there. I like, got halfway through this video and I've never done a real estate deal in my life. So he's like, don't sweat it. I'll take care of everything. Um, I'll send, you just send me a check and I'll take care of everything. I was like, all right. So I send this guy my, my last 1100 bucks, you know, the only cash I have right now. And uh, he sends me the, the he, he turns the deed into the county. He records everything. It's all done. The county sends me the deed and, and we're all done. I own two properties. Um, you know, from, from there, I think I sold those like a week later, two weeks later after, me, after owning them for like 1500 bucks each. You so money. Oh, yeah, almost triple. Yeah. Almost triple. So I bought them for 550 roughly each. And sold them for fifteen hundred each. So yeah. I mean, the proof of concept was absolutely there. And then kind of steamrolled to you know, kind of seven years later in the position that I'm in right now. Yeah. And tell us about what it's like now. Now I'm a billionaire. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, now it's going really good. I've done about five hundred deals um, over the course of the seven years. Um, they're significantly higher now than the the five five hundred and fifty dollar deals. Uh, you know, there's. It, it takes a lot to get to that point, though. You know, I wasn't going on Zillow, you know, and contacting uh, owners on Zillow. I did go back and I finished this guy's video. And I'm like, oh, wait, you got to do this, this, and this, too. There's a lot of other things involved. So <laughs> <laughs> crazy enough, right? Note to it self, watch cool. the whole video first. <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah, that, that, that should be the, the title of this. Watch an entire video before you start doing anything crazy. 
Um, so yeah, yeah I, I went literally on, um, have the same story last night. I was trying to install my dishwasher because I'm like, this can't be that hard. Well, the damn dishwasher does not have a power cable. I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't have a power cable? <laughs> oh, it didn't come with one. It did not come with a power cable. Oh. It came with three wires sticking out. So you have to go and do your own power cable. And yeah. then we go to take it all apart and it starts spewing water everywhere. And we're like, this is good. So we figured out that one of our valves that turns off our water doesn't actually work. Um, so yeah, now the plumber's here. <laughs> I'm like, that is life. That is my, I, I totally understand you. You go to switch something out and you realize, okay, it's easy to take a dishwasher the old one out and plug a new one in, right? Well, what if all the, the pipes don't work or this thing breaks or that? That's always, that's entrepreneurship too, right? That's like, you know, you you see a plan. I'm going to buy and sell a home. So, you, I mean, it seems super easy. Then you find out all these issues. Oh, wait a minute. It has mold on it. Oh, wait, wait a minute. It might have asbestos. There's all these things that you didn't plan on when you first jumped in. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great metaphor uh, for business. I, I like that. Yeah. And it's so true with like you're saying when you have to go out and like contact these people and you don't know what to expect, but it's like you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Right. But sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. And yeah. again, that's the same as entrepreneurship, because when you're going through, you don't know what's going to hit you and you don't Absolutely. know like, OK, so I printed the very first copy of my book. I realized here's how smart I am, guys. So anyone can do this. You can write a book. I put the wrong title on my copyright. So now <laughs> I have to change the title of my book to match what's on my copyright. I'm like, good job, Elena. <laughs> like, wow. And oh then I got it God. and there's like almost an error on every page. And I edited it three times and had someone else edit it. And I'm like, how did we miss all this? And so now I have to go back and totally redo all of that stuff. But that's why it's taken so long. So thanks for your patience. Um, but <laughs> well, yeah, it's made a book, right? You wrote a book. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it. I'll be it's happy when it's done. <laughs> and it's for such sure. a cool logo too. Yeah. That logo. We were talking about this before we started. That logo is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I that's appreciate that. a super that. cool logo. I like that, man. It's just sharp, right? Like totally. it's clean. It's concise. It's exactly what I'm looking for. And I can put it across everything. So pursuit of relentless, everything has bulls. Powerful too. Yeah. Like super nice stance, like, like taking action, you know? Yeah. I like that. Go yeah. get it. Yeah. What's your favorite part about business? About business. Um, you know what? I, I feel like I find out new things about it every day. You know, I like the, how about this? I like the fact that I can do it. Yeah. 10 years ago, not even 10 years ago, less than that, I would have heard somebody tell me they have a business. And I'd have been like, that dude is so much smarter, better than me. I came from money, you know. I mean, that guy's got to be amazing. He's got a business. I didn't have that, right? I wasn't that guy. And then when you get in, though, I think the best part about it is realizing how much you're capable of. Yes. It's amazing how much you can actually do when you just, you know, put one foot in front of the other, right? And, and you start taking this crazy business journey that that a bunch of us, especially us in, in Arate are on. Yeah, exactly. I felt the same way. I'm a Red Seal pastry chef turned heavy equipment operator turned financial broker. Like, okay. 
I really did not see a future for myself as a financial broker, nor did I see myself doing a podcast, nor did I see myself writing a book, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like not in a million years until I had someone that actually believed in me and breathed that life into me that that was even possible. Because like, I remember the first time that I was asked like what my dreams and goals were. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) You just, you don't, when you don't come from a household that talks about that kind of stuff, then you don't really focus on what's next. You just kind of go with the motions. Right. And then you end up in this place. So when I was on site, it was like, Oh, every single day I was so scared for my life because it's not that I was in like a really crazy environment, but I was driving trucks that were 800 tons fully loaded. Like it was bigger than my house. And wow. I'm just driving this truck around, like falling asleep. And I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, going right. to die. Like, what am I doing? Why am I chasing the money? Right. And then World Financial Group came across uh, my plate. And I was like, hmm. I was $100,000 in debt at the time and seriously overweight and more miserable than I had ever been in my entire life. And I was like, why is this here? And then like, it's so crazy because a funny thing about me is my aging code is 649. You see, I was like, huh? So I hit the lottery when I met this business right? Because they're giving me opportunity to build my own company and like utilize all their strategies. And I was like, wow, I never knew that was even possible. Right? Like I've worked sales jobs before I've, you know, done, I did outside sales. I did. Yeah. Lots of different things, but it's just so crazy when you come across these opportunities and you're just like, huh, I never thought I would do that. Or like, I never thought I would like that. And then you start going with it and you're like, wow, this is actually really rewarding. Or this is actually making a huge difference for my own family's life and like giving me freedom and opportunity. And it's just crazy. Yeah. And I'm not really sure why we're so afraid of that level of success, that level of business. Maybe it's schooling, you know, when you're, you're uh, like me, 2.0 guy, um, you know, when you're not doing well, people are telling you, well, you know, you're probably not going to make, you're not going to be the big business guy. You know, at the end, in a yearbook, they say most likely, most likely to succeed, right? And it's usually the class president. So you think that guy is going to be, he's going to have like a big company. He's going to have a business. He's going to be a CEO of something. And then you kind of work your way down. And then you got like funniest guy or something, you know, you know, you're like, well, maybe I'll get a job somewhere. I don't know. And tell jokes to my friends a lot. You know, I'll be the funniest guy at the bar every Friday night. You know, that's kind of what you, you start to think. Mm-hmm. But if you put yourself in that position um, and, and if it's, it's not easy, it's, it's, it's very, very confusing and difficult, at least at first, when you put yourself in that position and you, you get a little bit of success, you get a little bit of traction, you start working your way down through this, this little rabbit hole of a business success, you know, you start like we said earlier, right? so start meeting new people. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, 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 you do this? I didn't know that was possible. And you go over to meet this guy or this girl. And you're like, wait, you're doing what? And you just keep rolling and progressing and progressing. And you start meeting better people. And now you're doing better deals and bigger deals. You just completely move out of your the, the previous life you were in. You I think know, you, change, you change what you expect of yourself, though. So like you're going in, That's good point. going you are this person, but then you're in this room full of all these people who are talking to you like you're the same as them. Right. Yeah. So my first yes. couple episodes, like I interviewed Tony Watley, like that guy 
is a multimillionaire. And yeah. I was like, cool, man. Like, thank you for your time. <laughs> like, I super appreciate it. Cause sure. I'm like, I know you're busy. And he's like, eh, I make time for people that matter. And I was like, wow. Like he thinks I matter. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, I love it. That's I love great. It. They just want to share everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And I loved that about learning through the entrepreneurship spectrum like hey everyone's doing something different but what i love about entrepreneurship is they're so interested in what each other are doing yeah. and they're like oh what about this what about this what about this and you're just yeah. giving like brainstorming ideas and stuff just such good conversation and i'm yeah. like whoa you know and then you feel like yeah. you belong there and that's when you build your identity that's when you raise that thermostat right yeah you're and absolutely right when you have confidence and you're around that group man there's the sky's the limit, man. And maybe not even the sky, <laughs> maybe not even the sky. You know, you can, uh, when you're around the right people and you're confident and you're asking them questions and talking. And I mean, I got presented with a deal yesterday that was um, all just through networking and I it may work. It may not work. That's not really the point. It's the fact that, you know, we have put ourselves in a position to do better. Um, and it was significantly outside of our comfort zone initially. Yes. I think that's crucial, though, because when people stay in that comfort zone, in that spot where it's safe and it's comfortable, yeah. it's like, what are you going to create from that? The exact same thing as you did yesterday. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You just you literally like it's like opening the page of the same book every single day. Yes. You're like, oh, this is my life today. Oh, still the same life. Oh, because <laughs> you're not growing and you're not adapting. Yeah. And I didn't really know that there was like personal development at all until I met World <laughs> Financial Group. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> people right. read books outside of high school. <laughs> like what? Yeah. And then I started reading because it was like the hardest thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. And because I wanted to do 75 hard and I was like, okay, well, what is going to be the thing that I fail for? And for me, that was reading because I'm dyslexic. So I have a super mm -hmm. hard time going through books because I literally just like, it takes so much effort for me. I fall asleep, right? <laughs> Yeah, and so I, I got to figure this out. Right. Like, mm -hmm. So now I read my book very first thing in the morning while I'm drinking my coffee and that oh, works sweet. for me. Right. And then yeah. I do my fitness and then I go to work and then you're good. You're energized for the day. Right. Mm -hmm. You start hiding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I, I had a tough, tough, tough time reading too. So I would, I mean, even college, everything I could not read. And I don't know, I've never been diagnosed with being dyslexic or not. I can usually get to the first page and then I'll forget what I, was read, what I read during that the end of that first page. Yep. So I keep going and going. I started doing audiobooks. I was like, I am not here to win any, any popularity contests as far as if I can read a book or not. Yeah. I'm out of school now. Teachers don't, they're not watching me anymore. So I'm gonna have to do everything on audiobook. Um even uh Ed's book. Let's see if you can see it here. I love that book. The power of one more. Yeah, I got it I I have plenty of physical copies. I read it on audio. Or I listened to it on audio. Uh, Tony Robbins, all these books back here. 10X. I mean, I've, I've done them all on audio. I, I, you know, I want to consume the content. I want to consume the, um, you know, all that information. I want to grow from what they have to say. But I can't, I can't focus. I cannot read a book. And I know you keep saying these things and that's what you become. But after, I'm 44 years old. After that many years of, of not being able to read a book, I'm like, how about this? I'm going to, all the shit I can't control I'm just going to push that to the side. I got too yeah. much stuff, uh, you know, in front of me that I got to worry about. Reading is not going to be one of them. 
I'm going to keep, I'm going to do audiobooks. See, yeah, that still works though. And that's the thing. Like, it's so awesome when you find what works for you. And like, for me, it, I have to force my brain to stop because if I don't like physically look at the pages, like I was talking about editing my book earlier, like (laughs) I went through it multiple times, but until it was physically in my hands, I couldn't properly edit it. Right. And then I was going through it and actually reading it and going, I should have said that differently or, you know, and you're like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Or you put the wrong (laughs) word in and like literally on the back of the book, it says fought instead of for like F.O.T. And I'm like, (laughs) Lena, right. You just when you're reading so fast because you're trying to get through it. Yeah. You miss stuff. Right. But I think when you find what works for you, that modality works and you're like, okay, I can do audiobooks. Well, that's what I started with. When I was cooking, I'd listen to a podcast or like when I was out for a walk and that's how my personal development journey started. And then I just couldn't get enough of it. And then I started listening because it was the only thing I could do. I'd put audiobooks on flash drives and put them in my haul truck for 12 hours a day and sit there and listen to them on repeat. So I could get through like two audiobooks a day. It was like, like they say, it's like a classroom on wheels, right? Yeah. So I would dry erase marker and like be driving with one hand and like taking notes while I'm driving. And like, <laughs> I don't think that's safe. I don't think that's the way it's intended. I know. It works though. <laughs> uh, especially when in a hull truck, you go seven miles an hour. Like it's like you're crawling pretty much up a hill. You're like, okay. Oh, that does so, not sound fun. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. Not going to lie. Uh, yeah, could, but that's yeah. why I don't work there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not my yeah, but now look where you're at, right? Writing books, uh, you know, building businesses, building teams, running a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're doing all kinds of crazy things. That can you imagine that day you got that job driving the the truck? If you could have told yourself then what you would end up becoming, how? Yeah, I met my husband there. Like it's it's crazy. You never know why something happens, but I like to talk about the power of one conversation. Because you just don't know who you're going to meet through someone else or like mm-hmm. who's going to give you these opportunities or introduce you to these people who are going to change your life. And yeah. for me, that was meeting Ed Milet, right? Because through Ed mm-hmm. Milet, I met Andy Frisella and I met <laughs> Rachel Hollis and John Maxwell and Tony yeah. Robbins wow. and like all of these incredible personal development leaders. And I'm just like, whoa, this is a thing. Like, I had no idea that this was a thing. And then yeah. I started um coaching with them through arte and then they're like start a podcast and i'm like what am i going to talk about so i was like well what do i want to get across to the world and i just sat there and was like i want to tell people that it's okay to try something new right it's okay to be an entrepreneur and have a side hustle until you can go full time with it right and just not to be afraid of when people are talking down to you and going, Oh my goodness, Elena, you're such an idiot quitting your hundred thousand dollar a year job. I'm like, good is the enemy of great. Yeah. Right. I love it. Ah. And so when those people discouraged me, I was just like, "Hmm, watch this. Right. And and I just used that to fuel my fire and just really go for it. Because when you go for your dreams and you just go, no, I'm going to chase my dreams. Watch me. And I don't know, Ed says it really funny and don't take this literally at all, but he says, light yourself on fire and people will come and watch you burn. Right. And so when you're just like, I've heard that before, I'm going to go, I'm going to go take the bull by the horns. Right. And go, I'm going to freaking do this. (laughs) And then people are watching. And then I did 75 hard. 
lost a hundred pounds, like quadrupled the size of my agency. Like it was just crazy in 12 months. And then the best thing that they would say to me is, oh, we didn't even recognize you. I'm like, good. I'm not the same human. (laughs) Right. So that was the biggest compliment that I could have ever gotten was, wow, I didn't even recognize you. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm different now. You know, I've just changed my identity. I've raised my identity and understood that I'm capable of much more than what I was stuck at there. Sure. And initially you were doing it from, from books, right? You were surrounding yourself with people that you'd never actually met, but yeah. you're doing it through books. So anybody can do this. Now though, you're around some elite people. I mean, in, in a physical sense, in a, you know, in zoom calls, you're around, you know, like you said, uh, Tony Watley, right? You know, you're around pretty big, substantial yeah. financially and, and, um, you know, personality wise, you're around big people. That's your new crowd now, right? So no more of it. It's, it's not like you, you don't have to explain yourself anymore. Yeah. That's what I love about it too. We don't have to explain ourselves in our day. When you say something, I put a post uh, a couple of days ago, it was yesterday, about a jet, right? It was this big, beautiful private jet. I've seen a ton of jets, but this one, man, stuck out. And I was like, guys, you know, this is so cool, man. I, I, uh, I just kind of like a um, vision board type post, right? And I'm posting about it and all I got was positives, right? All I got was positives. Had I posted that 10, 15 years ago with the crowd, I was, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some nice people, but the crowd I was around then, they'd be like, who the hell do you think you are? Like, yes. what a what a weirdo. You know, like, dude, you're never going to have a jet, man. Just keep driving that broken down Honda Civic. That's all you're ever going to be. And that's what it would have been. It, word for word, that's what they would have said. It was kind of a joke, you know, they'd have messed around with you, you know, um, give me a ride on your jet. You know what I mean? You know, it would have been stupid comments, but now I'm around people like you, yeah. you know, people in RT that are like, yeah, that's cool. You should do it. You should go get one of those. You know, we're all working towards that. That's awesome. Let's work as a team. Hey, do a deal together. <laughs> What's that? That's what it's called the tax write-off. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And they're like, you know, Hey, let's do a deal together. Let's work our way up there. You know, it's different conversation. Yes. You put yourself around the right people. And like you did, like we all have probably did, we did it with audiobooks and podcasts. And it kind of inspired us. And we're like, man, where do I meet these guys? Or, yeah. you know, and you join groups like RTA, or I mean, there's networking groups in your local community too. You can totally, join. but it changes the game when you're around people like that. And that that's who you're bouncing the ideas off of. It completely changes the game. I 100% agree with you. Um, what, has that done for you? Like when it comes to your business growth and like going, okay, so I'm going to start on my personal development journey and take in these audiobooks and the podcasts and everything like that. How has that changed your life? That's yeah, a day-to-day thing. It's a, it's an everyday thing. So every day I'm listening to something on the way to the gym. You know, I usually listen to music at the gym on the way back. I'm listening to another podcast, audiobook. It's constantly feeding my brain. Now in an actual application stat, uh, asset, um, uh, way of looking at it. Anytime I have a question about something, you know, business wise, I just ask somebody now. Yeah. So I don't need to be, I don't need to be the guy that knows everything. I just had, I made it a point to meet so many people and to be friend, to, to be friends, to provide value and provide something for so many different people that now I just got to ask, Hey man, you see this, for example, a real estate deal. Hey, you see this paperwork here? You know, I don't understand this. What does this mean? And I have 10 friends that can help, right? I say, hey, um, you know, I don't, I, what about this here? What about this aspect of our business? 
eh, I don't really understand it. Another person's going to help me, right? My podcast. I said, check, so check this out. Earlier this year, I'm, I have a podcast. And I said, you know what? A buddy of mine was like, man, you need to have a podcast. You talk a lot. You know, you got to, you, you really like to talk a lot. And I do. It's just, I talk with my hands. I talk a lot, you know, <laughs> and um, I just kind of enjoy it. It's kind of fun. It, it's, I, I like to talk and hopefully it helps people out. You know, that's kind of the idea. But my buddy's like, you need to start a podcast. And I was like, really? Okay. Next day, I'm like, yeah, so I'm thinking about starting this podcast you're talking about. He goes, he goes, and he's an RT too. He goes, uh, cool. I'll be your first guest. And I was like, oh, cool. That's cool. What does your schedule look like? I say to him. He's like, uh, I'll be ready in 30 minutes. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, you want to do this in 30 minutes? Go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, what? I just, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? So I just start, I mean, I'm using a little, a better camera now, but it was just my, my, uh, a laptop camera. I didn't have a mic. I didn't have anything. So I just threw together what I had over the course of the next 30 minutes. He's like, are you going to send me a zoom invite? I was like, oh yeah, I got to do that too. So I sent him the zoom invite. Right. And I'm like, all right, now what do I do? Like, how do I start my own podcast? I got to have like a shtick, right? I didn't really have one at that time. I just kind of ran with it. But I mean, I'm almost 50 episodes in. I'm no, I'm no world-class podcast. I'm no Joe Rogan or anything yet, yet. But uh, it started, right? And it, it all came from surrounding myself with the right people at that time. Yeah, totally. You know, I just happened. I just, anything that pops up in my life right now, I'm like, hey, man, I got a question about this. I need help with this. And they do the same to me, right? They're constantly calling me. Hey, man, what about this? What about this? You know, we're bouncing ideas off each other. It's like this, it's like this great machine that's like, uh, you know, like a high-level machine that just keeps working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I met Bradley Roth uh, through Arte, and he mm -hmm. literally has a podcast business that teaches people how to build a podcast. Wow. And I was like... I need your help. And he's like, good. I do RT calls every two weeks. <laughs> like, come, come in and ask questions. And I was like, whoa, that's just incredible that this is what he does as a business and sells yeah. his services. Right. But he'll do a coaching call with us just because he loves what we're doing. Right. Yeah, and I'm like, totally. whoa, that is next level. Like that's going above and beyond, but that's for that pitch. Right. Like little things like that. It's like, yeah, I'll happily give you all of the help that you need to build your business because it's also helping me build totally. mine. Right. Totally. And he's connected me with people who do editing, you know, and I'm like, good, yeah. I don't have to do it anymore. You know, you can hire it out now that you have a little bit more money. Right. So yeah. it's, and, and you didn't know that until you met the one person, right. It one right. step led to the next, led to the next, led to the next. Yeah, exactly. So. That's yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, gosh, and I want to say, I want to, I'll say who, who hooked me up on the podcast. It's Ben Del Grosso. I like that guy. I'm going to plug him. Yeah. Cause he's such a good guy and he gives out so much. See, so he gives so much, uh, every day of himself free, free. Yeah. That's good such dude. a beautiful thing though. And I think that that's how real businesses are built is through giving. Like you have to solve a problem, right. But you also got to give of yourself Yeah, and not like, giving everything that you can't put food on the table or like your family never sees you. That's not okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Redefining yeah. success by Brett Wilson um, is one of the best books I've ever read mm. because he talks about his journey through entrepreneurship and like becoming this super successful guy. And then he got cancer and he's like, uh, <laughs> like wasn't expecting that. 
but yeah. it's like you got to take care of your, yourself, your health, your family, your or you're going to lose it all. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. so I loved just having those kind of conversations and connections with people that are giving back and like really focused on that, because I think that that's where you're going to win in business is if you do the right thing every time. Yeah. You know, and, and I think I run into a lot of new guys, new girls. I keep saying guys, new people. Let's say people. I run into a lot of new people in business and they say things like, I don't want to give up my secrets. I don't want to. I don't want to connect with this guy who's also in my industry because I'm afraid that he may take may take some from me. Man, you're asking, you're looking at it the wrong way. You know, there's enough money to go around. First of all, let's get that, let's get that out there. There's enough deals to go around. Let's let's get that out there. Um, if you communicate with this person and you're bouncing ideas off each other, you're both of your business are going to grow. Yeah. You know, but I think that new person, especially the new person, is so afraid of of talking to anybody else because they think they might lose something versus what actually happens is they gain something by communicating with other people. It's the abundance mentality. Like there's Absolutely. enough to go around versus having the scarcity mentality of Absolutely. just the fear, right? That yeah. people are not going to have enough or whatever. Like, ah, oh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what's happening out there. And that's why we have to stand up and be like, okay, here's what we've learned, right? That's why I wrote the book. Here's what I learned. Here's the stuff I went through. Here's, you know, everything that I did to become the person I am today. Am I the person I want to be? No, but I know I'm going that way, right? And it's like, now I just need the compound pounding to continue, right? We had our clear rest month this month and it's like, wow, like incredible. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, it happens. It's just patience and perseverance that's needed. Totally. And think of the, the young Elena's out there that don't know what exists, right? They don't know, you know, WFG exists. Right. And can you imagine, I mean, how many people, if you can get that book in their hands, they can see what is possible. Yeah. You know, whereas, it, whereas previously they had no concept of it even existing. Mm-hmm. Right. But now they know. And so now you're inspiring, you know, the younger version of yourself uh, to, 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 to get to the level you're at now. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. We are most equipped. Like Ed says, we are most equipped. Oh, I think it was Rory Vaden who actually said it but on Ed's podcast. <laughs> I'll give it credit for everything. I'm like, come on, Ed's awesome. Just go follow his show. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he said, you're most equipped to help the person that you used to be. And I was like, boom. Like that is so true because you can't help someone get through what they're going through if you've never been through it before. Like you can offer encouragement, but you don't actually understand what they're going through, right? Versus the person who's been through those situations, like Mm -hmm. having your house annihilated by the gangsters next door, you know, (laughs) like whatever, they're stealing all your stuff. Well, you didn't know, you know, but maybe someone else knew and they could have warned you, you know? So that's another reason I started the podcast, like giving people an opportunity to go, hey, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, right? (laughs) Like freedom isn't free, man. You got to work for it. And there's going to be hardships that you go through. And um, what's uh, so here's my question. What would be one of the things that you were like, I really wish I learned this sooner uh, in my entrepreneurship journey that served you well? Totally. Transitioning transitioning is one thing that I was, and and I say this because I was thinking about it earlier today, how many years I spent doing the wrong thing, or maybe a good thing, but for too long. 
Yeah. Right. So I play, and I, I keep using this analogy. I played in the, in these smaller sandboxes for too long. I just, I was doing well, things were going really good, you know? So I didn't transition into a, maybe a higher level of business. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I spent too many years there. I mean, direct sales, I was in there for eight years mm-hmm. and it was good. It was okay. It was good. It bounced around. It was all right. But now, I mean, financially it's, I mean, it's night and day. It's a hundred X what I was making there. Yeah. So um, it's just transitioning from that, that one place where you're like, I got to keep, I got to make this work. I got to make this work. I got to make this work to something. You're like, okay, I've been in this for 10 years. It ain't working. I need to move on to something else. Yeah. Another thing though, too, I mean, I was, a, I fought for 11 years. Um, so while I'm having all these, you know, insurance, all these other jobs, I'm still, I'm competing in it as a, as a, as a boxer and a kickboxer. And so I should have got out of that much sooner. You know, it takes a significant amount of your time. It's fun. It's enjoyable financially, though. It does not pay the bills. No, you no, know, it's, it's just not doing it. And I couldn't see that because I was what you can't see the, 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 the picture when you're in the frame. Right. So I'm in this picture and I'm looking out at the world thinking things are great. Yeah. But they're just, it just wasn't, it was good. But if I had transitioned earlier, I wouldn't, I mean, I could have added 10, 10 years of financial success to my life. Um, so I would advise young people, new people, even if, I mean, and I say new, not young. If you're 45 and this is your first day in business, you're new. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you've, uh, if you're 15, 25, 45, 65, 85, you know, if it's your first day in business, you're, if you're, you're new, um, learn to transition quickly. And I don't mean quit. You know, if something is just difficult, don't quit. It doesn't mean you need to quit. Mm-hmm. If something is maybe not, you're not, the, the, the results are, you, you know, you've, you've uh, exhausted every option and the results aren't reaching what you think they should be reaching, transition. Yeah. Find something new and move and pivot quickly. And ask for help. <laughs> like, Always ask for help. Ask, ask someone who's done it or someone mm-hmm. who's got the life that you want, totally. you know, and I think that is so important. Just learning when it's time to shift. So like, again, some of the people are going to be like, oh, no, you're good. Like, you should totally stay there. Yeah. And then you're like, "Mm, uh, no, (laughs) I think I should go. Yeah. You just got to listen to your gut. Right. When it's time, it's time. And you'll know. Yeah. You'll know. If you're in the the field, you're a certain field. Yeah. And maybe you're the best at that field in your little community. Well, all the people below you are like, wow, you're doing great. You're amazing. And it starts to feed your ego. So you start thinking, yeah, you're right. It's great. I mean, I'm really good at this. Look outside, step outside of the box. And like you said, find a mentor, find somebody who's at a much higher level who could maybe guide you or provide some insight. And and like you were saying earlier, it doesn't have to be in a physical form. It can be a book. It can be a podcast. Find somebody who's doing really, really well and take their advice. If the little sandbox you're playing in isn't where you want to be down the road, get out of the sandbox now. Yeah. Don't be doing a new one. Let's find some, you know, pivot. That's that's mainly the idea is pivoting. You don't know, don't necessarily have to leave the the previous world. You know, like like you're saying, Ed. Ed has like, I don't know, 50 businesses, I'm guessing, something like that. He's amazing. He's still part of uh, you know, WFG, all the, the businesses that kind of got him to where he's at, right? I'm not saying jump out and quit, but pivot. You know, move to this, move to this, add this, add this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but transitioning is, is, is huge. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I have absolutely loved this. Um, make sure that you guys go check out the Land Life podcast for sure. 
And where can people get access to you for more of your content? Sure. I got, um, okay. So I'm, I'm everywhere on social media, uh, Facebook, PJ Riley. Um, the name is right there. I'll put it in the chat too. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's Facebook, um, YouTube. I'm on land life, L A N D L I F E. Um, that's the name of the channel. Land life podcast. I'm on TikTok, which I keep talking about. I'm on TikTok, like a 15 year old child. Uh, but I don't care. I'm going to love strong. TikTok. It's yeah. so fun. It's just I post rock videos. <laughs> like, what? Like I have an obsession with like rocks. So I post my rock videos and my friends are like, this is awesome. I'm like, all right. Sure. <laughs> rock videos. I'll have to check those out. I'm yeah. excited about rock videos now. It's weird. I don't know. If I type in rock videos, if I get a pop up like Van Halen or. Or like rock yeah. hounding. Yeah. Or rock hounding. Rock hounding. I know. Right. I know. I'd never heard of it before. But I'm like, oh, that's a person who picks up rocks because they're cool. Yeah. You're a rock. So would that make you a rock hound? Yep. 100%. Wow. You should see my garage. My husband's like, stop bringing home rocks, honey. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but they're so good. Look how shiny. Can't help it. Yeah. It's a yeah, cheap, so... cheap habit, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah, right. They, that's, that's fun, though. Whatever. At yeah. least it's not shoes and purses, you know? I'm like, know. no, rocks. Get a house full of those. And plants. I have a lot of plants, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I wish my children would pick up a rock habit instead of buying stuff habit. Yeah. That'd be much better. I'll, I'll try to encourage them. I'll be like, I want to be a rock hound. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, TikTok, PJ Riley is land life. PJ Riley is land life. Uh, if you want to sell, you want to learn how to buy and sell vacant land, contact me. I can help you out there too. Um, otherwise, that's that's about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I know everyone got a ton of value out of today's podcast. So if you did, make sure that you share the show. That's how we grow it. Uh, we don't run ads. We don't try and market it at all. We just say, hey, if you get some good information, share it with a friend. That's all. So that's it. You can follow us at Pursuit of Relentless on Instagram uh, or Adelina Nadig as well on Facebook and Instagram. And that's it for today. Pursuit of Relentless signing out. 